don't know that I would. I could do cup noodles. I'm see. I'm a little spoiled because we have um, we have something called M2M across from Columbia, and at M2M they're like this Asian specialty store, so you can get all sorts of weird Korean and Japanese shit. Oh, sure, you won't eat a cup of noodle, but I won't eat a uh, uh, Outback Steakhouse, and it's a problem. Um, I mean, outhouse. Uh, out, out uh, that's, <laughs> that's actually a pretty good name for it. Yeah. So welcome yeah, everybody mean, I mean, to the to the outhouse steakhouse noodle noodle ramen cast. Ramen cast. It's not like we have anything better to talk about. Um, I do actually. I have a confession to make. Oh, what's, what's your confession? What's confession? I have never actually successfully street passed with anybody. <laughs> really? Like not a single person? Really? Not a single person. Why? What? What's been holding that's, you back? Well, there's uh, several things. Nobody seems to have a 3ds in Miami, except for me. Yeah. Do you yeah. take your Do you take your 3ds with you to New York? I did, but I usually have it off when I travel. Oh, don't do I that. Want to. Oh, because I, I was going to say, you're a battery. Most of mine come from airports. No. Like, I'm amazed yeah, that yeah, you wouldn't you pick some up in the airport. You don't have to. Con- you, the, the 3DS, like, it has a miserable battery if you're playing it. But if you have it closed, then the battery's no. great. It'll it'll last like a week if it's, yeah. if you just close the lid. Yeah, it'll be fine. So, like, because yeah. like, I'll, I'll, my, my biggest street passes are when I'm traveling, but I get shit all the time in New York City. No, and, yeah. and so, so you're playing. So, you're, you're, I lent you my bravely default, so you're playing that, right? Yeah, right. And you kind of need Street Pass if you want to get some of the boss skills in that. Yeah, game. that's what I was. What I noticed, and, and something that pissed me off is like I went to London, right? And I decided to run around in the in the tube, <laughs> and everybody had a fucking 3ds there, man. I didn't bring mine, so yeah, I could have see. all the street passes. You're doing it wrong. Between between London and New York, you could have gotten like a ton of skills. Uh, your your village would be done. All of this shit. So you would have been great. Does anybody then, has oh. anybody bothered with the uh, the extra Street Pass games beyond the initial like two? No. What do you mean by that? Like there, you can buy more games now. Uh, like gardening with Mister Mendel. Has anybody gardened? Oh, so you mean like beyond like the puzzle quest and all that shit? Yeah, yeah. Beyond the puzzle and find me. There's also now like ah. there's, there's find me two, and then there's like me force where you have a bunch of guys. Every, every street pass you get basically adds a piece to a spaceship, and you kind of play like a side-scrolling space shooter. It's that's cool. Sort of cool. No, I never bothered. But the worst game out of the entire set, is gardening with Mr. Mendel, which will make you want to kill yourself. Mr. Mendel, just to tell you a little bit about him, he won't shut the fuck up. He just wants to talk. It's basically like a game where you get street passes, and then instead of doing something fun with them, you just listen to an old man talk. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, this is the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number 63 63. Took a while to get there, but I am your host, Jared, and I have Mr. Michael Mahoney with me. Maybe. Maybe I don't. (laughs) We have Doug Wilson. Hello. We have Mr. J. Joseph. I want to get some snacks. And uh, we have have snacks. (laughs) Um, We also have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino, the Street Pass Virgin. I'm considering going to a high school and standing creepily there when my 3D is open. I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> big, long well, there are much better toes. things you can do at a high school than that. That's 
Oh, they look like ice cream sandwiches. Goddammit. Right, they're like, they're like, they're like dry ice cream. 
sound dry warm my skin. Hey, this, I mean, this W seems pretty healthy. What does it have? It has uh, titanium dioxide. Um, mm, that uh, sounds. That actually sounds like that would make you strong. It has carnauba wax. What else? It's got yellow five lake, blue two lake, yellow six lake, blue one lake, red three, and then there's milk. Um, oh, well, then it's good for you. <laughs> there's Spice emulsifiers. Roll. We have polysorbate, mono, and diglycerides. Let's see. I don't think I don't think we get drakes so, out here. So, sodium alumni phosphate. Okay, got caramel color red forty. Natural and artificial flavors. That's reassuring. All right. Um, Hang on. Modified. I, I trusted. Modified I made the mistake of trusting my dogs to behave while I did this, and it sounds like one of, them, one of them has to go in his room. So I'll be right back. All right. Partially, partially hydrogenated. What the hell? What the hell just happened? <laughs> well, I guess he's dead. one guy on the on the stream who realized he was getting squatted right away and he was like that's not cool guys why are you guys squatting me that's not right but he would just stay there and he talked to the camera as opposed to like letting the SWAT team in and not making things worse um i mean isn't the SWAT gonna come in anyway oh, they're gonna come in anyway so yeah that's what they do so i think you know when they, when he finally did answer the door basically these guys made him get on the ground they stepped on his neck that's you know, fun. It's pretty, uh, pretty messed up. Who are we talking about? We were talking Shut about up. squatting. What the hell were you yelling about? <laughs> <laughs> the dogs were getting sexually assaulted. The dogs made me mad. So, so we all know what swatting is, right? Yeah, it's where you, it's where you is call it an the internet thing. Because if so, I don't care. You call the it's, you call the cops. Someone's house. Yeah, yeah. It's basically you call, you pretend to be someone that you don't like online or on a video game, and you pretend that um, basically they killed someone in their home, and they're like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow up the city or whatever the fuck they say, and they send a SWAT team. To that person <coughs> they usually, they, they usually say they have drugs, so you know. You, they say uh, all sorts of things. Like, they, like sometimes they say, you know, I have a knife, or I'm gonna kill my mom and dad, and all this shit, and then uh, you know, the dispatcher, the dispatcher has to respond like it's a serious crisis all the time, so. Um, I think one of the more common ones is uh, doing a bomb threat because you can like spoof the the phone to look like you're coming from someone else, and then you call them and you say, "I'm going to blow up the school," and then they come and raid your house. Yeah, and it's hilarious. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I was when when you went ahead and yelled at your dogs. Hey, hey, they had to be yelled at. <laughs> we all thought you were going to get squatted. They were lucky. Yeah, we thought we thought you were getting squatted. They were lucky that I hit them with my words uh-huh. and not my fists of fury. <laughs> <laughs> that comes after the podcast. <laughs> when there's no evidence. Right. This you is, have chased your other dog with a belt yes. before. <laughs> we never, we never, yeah, I did. I, so, and I can actually tie this back to video games. So 
our <laughs> our first dog um i bought a dual shock 3 and it was the first it was like remember when you guys remember back in the day when the playstation 3 couldn't have rumble because of the lawsuit and and so right. sony tried to do like oh guys rumble's so the past we don't care about that anyway <laughs> And then, and then the DualShock 3 came out, and they're like, guys, you should really buy this Rumble. It's not the past. It's amazing. <laughs> so I bought one, and it was expensive, and it was really nice. And I set it on my table, and my dog came over while I was like, I, I didn't even like leave the room. I was just looking away. And she just came over and started chewing it, and she ripped all the rubber off the thumbstick. Awesome. Like, immediately. I hadn't even used it. So... So I I did what any rational human being would do. I I took my belt off and I chased her with it. Oh my and, god! And kept slapping the ground. And uh, I finally caught up to her. I cornered her, and and she was so scared that she peed. <laughs> and uh, and then I felt bad. This... then I felt bad, and I had to like give her a bunch of treats. So basically, she this, got this... treats for destroying my controller. Well this done, podcast. Joe. This podcast is getting us on so many watch lists tonight. I didn't hit her with the bell. I, ch- I scared a dog. I think everybody. Whatever you say, whatever you say, Michael Vick. Whatever this this dog's living the fucking life. <laughs> Ever since he has we, to make up for the fact that he killed his other dog. I've never killed a dog that I know of. You've never killed a dog that I you know of. I did kill. Uh, I did definitely kill my first two fish because I thought I was. Um, I thought I was a big boy. And I, I cleaned out their bowl, and nobody told me that like the temperatures had to match, and you had to like treat the water so that they didn't inhale a bunch of chlorine and shit. And uh, so yeah, I did a really good job. Bye bye fish. That's all right. Fish long for death. They're dumb pets anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't think that we need to talk about snacks anymore. Should we? Can we, can we talk? Okay. About, can we talk so about games? We, are we, okay. I, well, I was gonna read you guys a story. Okay, read us a story. Okay. So the title of this story is Sonic High School. Uh, oh. Why this is going to be good. Why did I laugh? Sitcom. <laughs> where, did this co- where did this come from? Can I ask that? Um, it comes from the wealth of human knowledge. That is fanfiction.net. Okay, all right. Where all good ideas go to die. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Yes. Sonic woke up and looked at the clock. Seven o'clock, it said, and Sonic screamed. I am late for school. I have to get to school now, said Sonic, jumping out of bed. Sonic put his clothes on really fast and ran out of his room because he is fast. No time for breakfast, said Sonic as he ran past Sonic's mom. You will regret this, said Sonic's mom, glaring at him (laughs) from the kitchen stove, wearing aprons and oven mitts on her hands. Sonic did not care. He was late. Sonic ran outside and ran to the bus stop where people were getting on the bus. Tails, Knuckles, wait for me, said Sonic as he ran towards the bus. Hey, Knuckles, it's Sonic, said Tails to Knuckles at the bus stop. He is late, said Knuckles to Tails before getting on the bus. Sonic ran so fast to the bus and he got on the bus after Tails. Just in time, said Sonic, huffing and puffing like he was doing the Cupid Shuffle for the first time. Sonic sat down next to Tails and Knuckles sat behind them, taking up both seats. I'm so bad, said Knuckles, laughing because he sat where two people could sit. Knuckles did this every day and no one bothered him, but they all knew it was against the rules of both man and God. The bus started and drove at the school and parked and they got out. 
We're at school now, said Tails. It is time to go to class. Sonic was also at school, so he went to his first class of the day, English class. Sonic did not like English very much, but he did not like any class very much. That was not about running and going fast, which is what Sonic does best. Sonic got to his class and sat down in his seat. It is journal day, said Sonic's English teacher, Mrs. Lesson. Mrs. Lesson was tall and white and had gray hair, and she was not pretty. Take out your journals and put them in a pile, and I will read you one of your entries to the class. Sonic took out his blue journal and ran to the front quickly and put his journal on her desk and ran back to his desk, all with his head down and not talking or looking at anyone. Sonic was so fast that he did it first. Everyone else did it afterwards and slower. Mrs. Lesson grabbed a journal from the pile, and Sonic knew it was his because it looked like Sonic's journal. Sonic knew this because he had written in it so many times it was crazy. Mrs. Lesson opened to a totally random page, and it was the worst page she could pick. She began to read. Dear Journal, I called the doctor today about a problem. I have a problem with my balls. They are itchy, and it is difficult to sit still with them because they are so itchy. I have to back up against stucco surfaces and rub up and down on them to relieve the itchiness. No creams have worked. Creams only make my balls sweat, smell like the breath of a thoroughbred, and I think Amy, my girlfriend, noticed. I hope my doctor calls. Love, Sonic. Oh no, stop reading, said Sonic. But he reacted too late because it was already read. All of it. But Sonic is fast. No, that's not even the beginning of the problems. Okay, continue. Everyone in the class laughed and Sonic felt like an idiot asshole because now everyone knows all about his bulbs problems. (laughs) (laughs) When are they gonna fuck? Sonic felt his rage build up inside him like a pool of lava in a volcano. Stop laughing at me! Don't tell anyone, shouted Sonic. But everyone was laughing so hard that they did not hear him. And Sonic was just so embarrassed and mad and sad, but more embarrassed, so he ran out of the class fast. Sonic ran to his locker and opened it up and screamed to it. He screamed, this sucks! And curse words, too. What's the problem, said Tails. Are you mad, said Tails. Sonic was mad, so he nodded. You should tell everyone that it's okay to have problems with your balls, and that they probably have problems that they do not want everyone to know about too, so stop laughing at me. Sonic thought Tails was right, because Tails was smart. Knuckles was there too, so he said, Sonic, what is this I heard about your having problems with your penis and balls? Sonic was so mad again, so he punched Knuckles and ran away. Where Sonic ran to was his next class. It is now second period, so it was okay. And that class was history class. Sonic did not care about history class. Hey, Amy, said Sonic, check me out. And Sonic did a dance move. Wow, cool, let's kiss, said Amy. And Sonic and Amy kissed right there in the class, and some of the other people in the class watched, but the teacher wasn't there yet, so they didn't get in trouble. And who is Sonic? This is all one run-on sentence. And who is going to tell Sonic he can't kiss his girlfriend in class? Amy kissed Sonic so hard that he was thinking, let's have sex. But he didn't say it because the teacher would show up by the time they started to have sex in history class. Sonic kissed back really hard, and it was sexy to everyone. God, I've the had teacher... that problem. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> the, teacher... the teacher arrived, and they did class, but Sonic just looked at Amy the whole time, who was sitting next to Rogue. Amy and Rogue talked, and they looked at Sonic sometimes and laughed, and Sonic thought Amy was telling her about how awesome Sonic kissed her, but it was not. Rogue was telling Amy about Sonic's gay ball problems and Amy was Sonic's girlfriend, but she thought it was just the funniest thing ever. Class ended and Sonic went to Amy quick and did not stop on the way. Hey, Amy, why do you go telling Rogue about how hard we kissed? 
smiley face. Said Sonic with a smile on his face. That meant he did not care that Amy did this and really wanted her to because it made him look cooler. Actually, Rogue was telling me about the problems with your balls and penis and butthole that everyone found out about in your English <laughs> class. Wow, was Sonic surprised. He did not know what to say. That's in chapter one. There's um. So, so wait, is is this insane or is this brilliant? <laughs> I don't know. I feel really. like we're. I feel like this is somehow uh, biographical. <laughs> on the upper part. I can't. I can't think. <laughs> I can't even think. It stopped me from thinking again. <laughs> I feel, but, but I think my favorite part of the whole thing, besides of all the ball stuff, is his mother. Threatening him to regret this. I like how. I like how do you think his Do you think his mother called in to tell people about the problem? Like she called his teacher and no. said, "Read this page. He's gonna regret." And the next time one of the next time one of my kids refuses to have a meal, I'm gonna go and tell him you will regret. I like this. how the problem. I like how the problem eventually expanded to his butthole too. <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> but hey, I, I can sympathize. I've I've had a gay ball problem before too. <laughs> now, you don't already notice how uh, Sonic punch knuckles and they kind of just like run away like a bitch. <laughs> but it was okay because it's second period. Yeah, that's true. Now, what stays? What happens in second period stays in second period, I guess. Now, if you want to read further, there's 25 chapters of this. Jesus, fuck. of course there is. <laughs> what can They're you? All solid gold. Can you read me? Can you read me the last sentence of the entire thing? The last sentence of the entire thing. Yeah, sure. the last sentence, or maybe the last paragraph of the entire thing. I just want to see how fall this falls. Like, like <laughs> that sentence didn't work. How fall this falls, but. I, I can't talk anymore because this broke my brain. <laughs> I think the so last sentence should be in like Sonic <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's um. It was over. They were all dead. He had won. <laughs> it actually, I mean, it actually he gets far, far worse. Um, I, I don't know if you know this, but there's a character that Sonic the Hedgehog introduces in the advanced games named Cream the Rabbit. Yeah, I know. And I think Cream is probably the youngest character that's ever been in a Sonic game. Um, All right, I don't, I don't know that I need to hear anymore. <laughs> and and it just ends with an author's note. I mean, they he should said, all be pretty young because I don't think that any of those animals live particularly long. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> so what's the last paragraph? <laughs> okay, so let's see. It, it, Tell us oh, how it ends. Mm. Okay. <laughs> It Spoilers, kind of, if ends, anyone ends, wants to read on their own. Author's note. The author's note is, wow, I am sad, but kind of full of relief that this is the end of Sonic High School. I got sad at the end, and I wanted to make sure it came out just right. I hope you all enjoy the story as much as it was that I did writing this. <laughs> if you have any ideas for another shorter fan fiction you want me to do, send it to me in a message, and maybe I can do it in the future, but I need to take a break for now. If you just want to talk, you can send me a message because it will send me an email that you sent me a message so I will always <laughs> know where you are. Please tell all your friends about this story and spread it on the internet so everyone reads it and it becomes more of a worldwide pheromone. Thank you. But I, I, still, I still need to know what, no sense. where does Sonic go? Give me, scroll up a little bit. Like Find me. Find it. 
It was the last right, little so, bit of the story. And so I'll just read you chapter 25. I'll read you the last chapter. <laughs> okay, why not? We've come this far. <laughs> <laughs> now I am here in Queen's room, and here you are, Shadow, said Tails to Shadow, who were both standing there. Do not be alarmed. What, um, um, I do not know what to say, said Shadow to Tails with a big worried face, like a coconut with those three holes, like a bowling ball. No, it is okay. You are doing exactly what I knew you would be doing, and I understand why, said Tails in a cool and not angry way to Shadow, responding. You are here to get what Cream has, and that is the last Ultra Chaos Emerald, which is what is in your hand. Tails being smart was right. Shadow was holding the last Ultra Chaos Emerald, and it was in Cream's room in a ring. Oh, shouted Shadow. Usually I am the one with the brain behind doing a crime, but please explain to me how you know all this. Well, said Tails loudly, like a rock star, it all started when Amy and Roe got locked away in the detention zone. Tails then set, sat on the windowsill, spelled uh, S-E-L, and explained the whole thing. That was how Amy's bracelet ended up in Cream's vagina, and why Cream has the last Ultra Chaos Emerald, and why Sonic did not come back to life when Shadow tried to use them. Amy and Rogue oh. were in detention. Wait, is Sonic dead? <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't sound like he's coming back. <laughs> I don't think there's enough time. <laughs> you just, you just, you just learned that there was a, a bracelet in Queen's vagina, and that's all. Yeah, you well, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much expected. <laughs> I knew they'd be doing weird story stuff about for that Amy and Rogue were in detention, and Cream wanted to help them before they turned into starving women whose reproduction systems died because they did not have enough nutrition to create a child ever again. So Cream what? decided to be a good That's friend. That's factual. That does happen. What? So, so Cream decided to be a good friend, like I have always been to Sonic, and she went and broke into your Shadow's room to steal a lockpick. She knew you would have a lockpick because you were always saying about how you do crimes in the city environs. So Cream went and broke into your room and stole a lockpick, but when she was there, she also saw the Ultra Chaos Emeralds and took the white one because it looked like riches. Wow, she is a stealing bitch, screamed Shadow to Tails' <laughs> listening body. What is wrong with this succubus? Shadow stomped his feet and bothered to put his penis back now that it was small from listening to Tails talk and not have pretend crime rescue sex with Cream. <laughs> oh yeah, pretend crime rescue sex. <laughs> sure. So when Amy stuck her hand into Cream's vagina, her bracelet got stuck in there and it stayed up there and she could not even get the lockpick anyway because Cream's vagina was basically like a pencil case full of peanut butter. We're on a watch list now, that's for sure. (laughs) It was too hard. Wow, it makes so much sense, and it was so obvious, said Shadow to Tails, with a big eye face. I can't believe I did not think of that first. Maybe I'm so dark that it's hard to see sometimes. Ha <laughs> ha, Shadow laughed, and black birds, birds flew above outside like planes running up high with invisible legs. <clears throat> yeah, now, but now we have to use them. We have to bring Sonic back to life, Tails creamed at Shadow. But first we should get Amy, because she is Sonic's girlfriend, and she should be there if we are going to bring him back to life. 
shot a shadow shadow in an ideal way. Tails and Shadow held hands and ran out of the window, and then Tails flew with his flying tails to Sonic's house, where everyone was. Tails and Shadow got there and slammed the door open like a football team, making a slammer's noise. Then they went and found Sonic's mom, who said Amy was in the other room, and Tails and Shadow went to the other room and opened that door, too. Amy was inside the room watching Rogue refill Knuckles and Knuckles Jr. using her whooping boobs. <clears throat> Rogue was wearing an itty-bitty tiny baby bra that was so small like she got it from... Jimbery and her booms. <laughs> God. <laughs> this goes on for a while. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> Hold on, I'm almost done. <laughs> <laughs> And the story was written by a 30-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, let's keep all the boob thing and <laughs> It's just like, I guess, jump does, to does, whatever the next thing happens. Does Sonic come back to life? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I am watching, so I know how to do it one day, said Amy, who still looked a little sad because Sonic died but smiling. Cool, said Tails. Can I try? <laughs> Tails and Sh Shadow went over to Roger's boobs, but by the time they got there, this happened. Oh no, they are empty. <laughs> Sorry, said Roger to Tails and Shadow. It is supposed to be for babies most of the time anyway, or if you are in love. Oh man, yelled Shadow to the clouds. Next time, said Tails, winking at Roger and her illegally sized boobs. Anyway, we are going to go bring Sonic back to life. Come on. What? No, not again, you beguilers, Amy screamed at Om and almost punched one of them in the face for doing another disrespection to Sonic's dead version. Listen, woman of the night, said Shadow in a disrespecting way. We are for real this time. Something was messed up and it was all Cream's fault. Or maybe even yours if you go back far enough in the way everything happened in the world. Let's go. I don't know, said Roach. You were an idiot ass last time at the funeral. No, listen to them, said Knuckles Jr. to Roach, who was cool, not a nerd. Go. <laughs> God, that baby is a genius, said Shadow, knowing that he was right and they should go with them. Tails was the smartest. Okay, said Amy, and they all put their things into bags and left. Knuckles, who was now a baby, made sure to put his camera with him close. Then they told everyone in the house who was there from the funeral, which was all of the important people that you know, and they ran faster than a boulder to high school where Sonic's funeral was and where he was put in the ground now, but not covered up yet because they did not get to start because the funeral was only a few hours ago. And they did not have to do it right away because it was in the safest neighborhood. Not like the city where Sonic's body would get stolen and sold for drugs and motorcycles. <laughs> oh, <my> Lord. <clears throat> Everyone ran so fast to the funeral spot at the high school. And when they got there was Sonic's coffin, K-O-F-F-I-N, in the hole. Here we are at the funeral spot now, said Tails to everyone, of course. We gotta get it out, but how? screamed Amy and started to cry like a girl tea kettle. God damn it, Amy, said Tails in a mad, serious voice. Stop acting like a children. Tails thought Amy was being the kraken of drama just because Sonic was dead. What we need to do is figure out, using our brains, how to get Sonic out of this hole. Tails rubbed his chin with his smart hands and tried to get his genius brain running like the engine of ten red cars. 
Excuse me, let me get through here, please, said a big retarded voice from the back of the group of people standing around Sonic Soul. Oh, the lunch lady shouted Tails in a happy way. Hello, children, said the lunch lady. She was also at Sonic's funeral and Sonic's house after the funeral. The lunch lady was very big and tall and went in Sonic's hole and tossed the coffin right out onto the ground next to it. There you go, said the lunch lady with a face full of smiles. She was deaf, too. By the way, <clears throat> cool, said Tails. Thanks. Shadow, where are you? Shadow came in from the backer area where it was dark under a tree because Shadow was the darkest person everyone knew. Here I am, Tails, and here are my jewels, said Shadow as he grabbed his sack. Ready? There goes nothing, yelled Tails like a gay little boy. Don't you just hate when people say that? Shadow grabbed his jewels and made sure all seven of them were there and they were there. He was so nervous because if this did not work, they would surely put him under a citizen's arrest for being a public ass. If he did not do this right, he would die, and Tails would too now because he was going to do it with him and they would throw rocks at them. Using these ultra-chaos emeralds, said Shadow, I wish up the gods to grant my wish that you can bring back Sonic back up to the normal healthy life here. The bag glowed a whole lot and made screaming noises and a big stick of light came down from the sky and hit the bag. And all of the Ultra Chaos Emeralds started to go crazy. They were making sounds like frogs and trains and horses and hitting into each other and shooting out lights and being basically the circus. Shadows and tails were squinty with their eyes like the Chinese doctor who touched Sonic's balls. Wow, screamed Amy. Oh my god, screamed Roach. Cool, screamed Espio. What? Screams Knuckles. A miracle, screamed Knuckles Jr. Just then, Cream got there from being unconscious, unconscious and her house and screamed, No way! Whoa, screamed Silver. Oh wow, very impressive, said Sonic's really Chinese doctor in a less loud way. And the lunch lady said something too, and so did Sonic's mom and Mrs. Lesson. Um, Ms. Lesson now. Then everything in the world just became super bright and no one could see a thing for a moment and they could not hear. They noticed either because there was a ringing sound in their ears. It was so crazy, like being inside a marshmallow filled of ringing sounds. Then everyone picked out behind their hands at where they were looking and all the ultra chaos emeralds were gone. And Sonic's coffin was open and look. There was Sonic. Sonic was standing on his coffin where he was inside and he was on top of it smiling and not black anymore, but regular old blue Sonic. Yes, it really happened. Hey guys, what did I miss? shouted Sonic in his irregular, cool, old, cool way. Sonic! screamed everyone at the same time because they were all there and heard and saw him together, so it was just natural. They all ran at him and he went down from the coffin and everyone was hugging and it was so beautiful to see. I heard Eggman was laughing at my funeral. What an ass, said Sonic and laughed because he was the most living person ever now. Wow, Sonic, you are alive, said Sonic Tails to Sonic. You bet, said Sonic, and high-fived him, which is already after they hug because they are best friends. But oh my Sonic god, hugged. we're not even halfway done with the chapter. <laughs> Sonic. Was well, we, have to, we have to find out if his balls and butthole got better. <laughs> did, the bugs, did, did the balls thing kill him? So what happened uh, uh, it turned see. him black, at least. <laughs> So there's more stuff out. Hey, Sonic, welcome back. I miss you guys a lot. Uh, and then, it doesn't matter, Sonic. I want to become true boyfriend and girlfriend with you now, screamed Amy and did holding on Sonic's hands. Sonic looked surprised. Now? Right now? Said Sonic with a questioning voice. Yeah, right now, Amy yelled. Let them watch. This is true love. Then Amy lived out of her clothing except her underwears like a horse jumping out of a plane and landed in front of <laughs> Sonic's body, ready for his grand 
genitals. And Sonic already had all of his clothes off by the time she started to jump because he was the fastest. Yes, sex! Shouted Sonic. And he finally (laughs) revealed his penis. His penis instantly grew up to dangerous levels. like a beef slinking. Sonic's penis was so big and long and wide that you could fit families inside of it. If you think you have seen a bigger penis, you have not, because Sonic was in love now. <laughs> Can we, like, track this person down and, like, get him some help? Amy's vagi- vagina We should have... Then Amy took out the real rings that she had, and Sonic and Amy put them on so they could get married. You just had sex, Scream Tales! Oh my god, it's not over! (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they have sex, I think he just killed her. (laughs) You just became true boyfriend and girlfriend. Congratulations, Sonic and Amy. Wow, said Espio. I thought I was a professional. I I thought I was a sex professional. I am seeing true love, shouted Roach. Everyone laughed and shared as Sonic and Amy finished doing sex and kissed each other's penises and vaginas and balls one more time for good luck. Then they put their clothes on that Silver had folded and put in piles for them because he was just a really good, nice guy. Oh, right. So the principal basically tells Sonic that he's the best. He's basically the best at sex. And then Sonic, in in a heart-touching moment, he says, wait just a minute! Yelled Sonic to the principal. I may be the best at some things, but everyone here is the best at some things. Amy is the best at being nice and having emotions. Tails is the best at being smart and flying. Shadow is the best at doing crimes and driving and being dark, but also being nice. So he is the <laughs> best at being two things at the same time. SBO is the best at jumping and getting teenage women. Rogue is the best at seducing and being in love and a mom. Knuckles is the best at doing high school while still being a baby, and he was the best at fighting before becoming a baby. Knuckles Jr. is the best at being psychic and being cool while still being a baby. Cream is the best at being happy and kind and smart. Silver is the best at acting and being nice and normal and cool. The lunch lady is the best at making people happy and being strong. The Chinese doctor is the best at medical things and Asian abilities. Sonic's mom is the best at cooking and cleaning. Miss Lesson is the best at teaching and being the nurse. Vector was the best at biting and making people mad. And Charmy was the best at dancing and singing out. But now they are all dead. I am the best at being fast, being moral, relieving others, and most other things. Yeah, said everyone else together at the same time, patting each other's backs and laughing and smiling and cheering because they were all best in some way. I guess this is true, said the principal. I only want to thank you, Sonic. You really have the best morals. Everyone needs to learn from you about what high school is really all about. It's not about drama and being mean and being crazy and getting mad or sad or making other people mad and sad. High school is about falling in love and getting married and having kids. Thank you, Sonic, for showing everyone this. Also, Knuckles, I am very impressed with your story, even though you are just a baby and you passed this year of high school and do not have to go back in the start and pay thousands of dollars in fees and charges. Knuckles stirred and hurried like a baby, and the principal shook Sonic's hand and could not help but look at how Sonic's penis was even still when it was not out. Hey, said Tails to Sonic and everyone, today was the last day of our of school. It is summer now. Yeah, cool, great, shouted everyone together at the same time. Good, said the principal to everyone, and then to Sonic. 
Now I can do what I want to do, and that is rename high school in your honor. The whole big group of everyone laughed and smiled and walked away for the sun, ready to go half summer before they would all have to return to the new Sonic High School. The end. Bravo. That was certainly something. (laughs) So did he fix his butthole problem? (laughs) He seemed to be be doing pretty well with that. With his enormous... World Trade Center dick. <laughs> he did. He did go to the Chinese doctor about his butthole problem. I, I presume <laughs> you've read the whole thing. Um, not the not the whole thing. No. He's going to now. <laughs> <laughs> now. There is a chapter titled "Teenage Women." I'm curious chapter- about the one called "Secret <laughs> Prostitute." There's a chapter named A Bunch of Babies. Uh, Killer on the Loose with a C and 7S. Um, I wonder what Evil and Bad is about. I can take a guess as to what Tails and Cream is about. Where's Jared? I think you killed him. <laughs> he probably beat it until he died. Two, two, two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry I could not travel both. And be one traveler, long I stood, and looked down one, as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth. And I am here to tell you, I took the wrong fucking road when I told you you could read that. (laughs) Dear God. You pressed me and pressed me to read you something from the last chapter, so... I shouldn't have... I asked for one paragraph. I didn't ask for that. What was that? Wait, wait, wait. Is this week's podcast going to be like 33 seconds? No no one's going to talk to us again. <laughs> we, well, we didn't write the fanfic. We just read it. That's it. Sh- it shouldn't. We should have done our part to just. Fu- what was that? <laughs> it hurt my knee. <laughs> oh, oh. I don't know if we can put this on the website. Yeah. This can't be on the internet. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm not even comfortable knowing that my computer is networked to something that has that story on it. <laughs> I just prefer that I, I'm going to call Comcast tomorrow and just have them shut the whole thing off. Like, I don't even. I'm going to go to the dark net because it's less fucked up there. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Oh, Ooh. does anyone else need a cigarette? Podcast. Should we talk about dying light? Uh, <laughs> we could talk about dying light. Top that, what, sure. this <laughs> what could we? What could we talk about that's gonna that's gonna beat that? <laughs> so now you know why I don't let Sonic into my home. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I so obviously what we just read is 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 a joke. Like the person, there there was some time in the beginning of the first chapter where I thought there was a chance it could be real, and and not just a hilarious goof. Um, <laughs> but uh, and I guess that says a lot about Sonic fans that I really truly believed for a moment that someone really wrote this and this was the best they could do. Um, see, I think it just speaks to fan fiction. I've, I've definitely seen some Left for Dead fan fiction that's about as bad as this, and 
completely 100% serious. Oh, man. I'm, now I'm going to fall down the rabbit hole of looking through that website. <laughs> it really is like, can you can you imagine creating something so beloved that that gets written about it? And like, how would you feel? Like, on the, on, would you feel like you had to undo this? Like, go back in time and stop yourself from making Sonic? Like Oppenheimer and the nuclear I mean, This is not even the worst thing I've seen with Sonic. Not even close. Uh, I made the mistake of typing Sonic High School into Google Image Search. Yep. And uh, (laughs) I should have just done nothing. Yes. Apparently this one is a fan favorite. Oh, (laughs) I can't can't imagine why it wouldn't be. I mean, mean, it's not like Sonic spins the best kind of natural stories there. I mean, there's there's uh, some pretty bogus Sonic shit out there that I, I I won't say the name of it, but if you've heard of uh, Two Girls, One Cup, there is a Sonic scenario that is very similar to that. <laughs> yes. This image search is surprisingly tame. Well, just just stay there for a while. Let me scroll through a little bit. All right, God, let's anything else. Um, so, so I didn't. Can we get a, call a moratorium on Sonic on the podcast for a while? I didn't. I. It's amazing how much like fuel Sonic has given us. Like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like we owe it something. <laughs> we, well, we we owe it, we owe it a dance. We should do a little dance for it on the Enemies Fun podcast. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Um, we should do the uh, Cupid Shuffle. What is that? I don't even know these things. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, yeah. I don't about dying light. Yeah, you want to so, hear? Yeah, you want to hear about dying light? Yeah, tell us about dying light. I only got to play maybe like twenty minutes of it because it had a two gig day one patch to download. You know how it is. And yeah. um, but what I played actually kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, it is so it's it's from Techland who are the same people who brought us Dead Island. And, uh, or among, wait, Techland? Yeah, Techland's Dead Island. I'm right about that. Um, Which is a game that I guess we could debate about a little bit, but I don't think it's a very good game. Um, It's it's okay. That's what I'll give it. And I think Dead Island starts out pretty good when you're, like, on the island, but then it slowly devolves into, like, a corridor kind of shooter, that's that's pretty weak i think um this game is a lot more narrative heavy so far like it's i I, i'm not i'm not out exploring or anything like that yet but i imagine from what i can tell it's probably going to be comparable to sunset overdrive maybe um and actually probably with a a slightly heavier story emphasis uh than that so you'd probably pretty much have to but like my character has a name and like he, it, the game opens with you parachuting into this in- infected city kind of like a you know a, a snake eater style opening where your mission is explained to you while you descend to the ground and um immediately upon landing shit goes bad for you and you wind up I I think I'm going undercover with with these with this group of survivors that's there that seems to be what I'm going to do so right now I'm I'm winning their friendship and I don't know about you guys but none of this sounds like the game I was expecting 
Um, I just and when you say yeah, when you right. say it's narrative driven, that worries me a little bit because Dead Island didn't have best narrative. It so far, and I, again, my experience is very limited. I'm not even out of the tutorial yet. Uh, so far, it is a lot better than anything that Dead Island put forward. Like from a from a character perspective, um, from from an anything perspective, it's it's probably better. I'm still not convinced. How many teenage women do you get to have sex with? Well, there's at least one that is looking like it's probably likely. I bet she'll be a love interest. Who do we voodoo? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who we're going to voodoo. Um, the, I guess the weirdest thing for me so far is that the bumpers are where the, your jump is mapped. So you're, you're, you jump with R1 and then you hold it to grab stuff. And I'm just not used to it. Like pressing X is that, is that so weird? Because it sounds it sounds like um, basically they just did what Assassin's Creed did. Yeah, first person. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, Assassin's Creed uses the triggers, so the bumpers still feel kind of weird for me. Um, but I mean, other than that, it's it's pretty. It, it seems to control pretty normal. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's too close to call. But so far, I am more impressed than I thought I would be. I did, Adm- admit it. You you can't think of what to say because you're still thinking about Sonic. A High little School. bit. A little bit. <laughs> I, I will say this. Um, I don't think that it probably deserved the uh, disservice that Techland did for themselves. So there was kind of this this little high-profile event over the last couple days where everyone realized that Dying Light was coming out today, and they also realized that they hadn't played it. Um, And so all these review sites are like, hey, how will we review this game? And the answer is they won't. They'll get the game like everybody else. Well, almost. They well, got it. They got it twelve hours before. I, there, there's two things. Then, first of all, Techland's response to that was, you know, the the distribution of the game was the WB's fault. Like they they were supposed to be the ones putting it out and the ones getting the review copies out, and they dropped the ball. That's what Techland. That's the official word from Techland, right? Um, what a huge thing to say. Well, I mean, I, it's. It is weird that their publisher would kind of drop the ball like this, but, um, you know, I can understand if I'm working at Techland and it's like, you know, what are these guys doing with this game that we trusted them to publish? I could, I could get that. But I think the other thing here is I couldn't help but notice everyone who was really making a big deal about it were like, like video, the video game industry has a lot of rumor mongers and people who just want clickbait, but these were kind of the most extreme rumor mongers on the internet, right? Like, Forbes has a couple of notorious ones that are only good for spreading panic, and then everything else was, like, a content mill, uh, like Business Insider or something like uh, Metro or whatever. These were, the, these were the websites reporting on this, trying to make um, Dying Light look like it was going to be the next coming of the crew. Um, and I don't think any of the bigger websites really cared. Polygon was like, eh, yeah, we didn't get it. That's the end of that story. And... Um, you know, I, I, I guess I guess the frenzy and the panic and everything I saw over Dying Light was really honestly just by the websites that are known for churning out like 130 articles a day or that are known for uh, latching on to the faintest rumor possible and then making it sound like the end of the world, kind of like Snowmageddon. I mean, it is it is behavior that's unbefitting of a uh, of a good game, though, right? Like it's it's just like it's just like not screening a movie to critics. 
Um, that's totally yeah. that's totally your business, and you're able to do that. But you're at the same time, you're also pretty much saying that you have no confidence that 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 movie could ever be a critical success. Um, yeah, well, I guess I guess you also have to. Um, and grow, seriously, what's WB's big publishing history? They, I mean, they don't they don't arc them, right? Well, so if W art. if WB is to blame, then we had a similar uh, kerfuffle with Shadow of Mordor. Where they sent the game out and uh, had all these restrictions on it, where like if you're gonna make a video of it, make sure it's only positive criticism. And again, it's an example where it was a good game, like it was a really yeah. good game, and they didn't need to do that, and they did, and it wound up making them look bad. And Dying Light could totally be that situation again, where they didn't send out you know uh, review copies, and so it's making it look like it's a much worse game than it's actually going to be. Yeah, and I, I I think that's entirely you know WB's fault. Like, and I, especially if they already done this with Mordor, um, or something similar with Mordor, then I think they're the ones to blame as the publisher. You know, I I, I buy what Techland gave us one hundred percent that they were ready to go on time, and WB was just like, eh, whatever. I guess we'll have to see. I think their next WB's next big high profile release is probably Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat Ten. Um, or mm-hmm. is or X? I don't know what I'm supposed to say when I talk about it. Um, but so I guess that will probably be the next chance to see what exactly they do. And and then the kicker is, um, and I don't know if this happened because it was a miscommunication because Techland assumed that they had sent out uh, re- preview copies, but Techland makes sh- made sure to tout that there was no review embargo. They're like there is no embargo. They didn't want to be blamed for like. Um, you know the the kind of stuff that Assassin's Creed and and uh, and these other games have been blamed for. Um, I, I, I guess I had I, I don't know I don't know why no one really had much faith in Dying Light. Um, and I'm not going to say it. You know I was looking forward to it as my as like the killer app of the year. That wasn't like my must app title. But Dead Island was kind of just good enough that it's like okay this one looks all right too. This one might be okay. Might might be good if they're determined. Uh, not to repeat a lot of the same mistakes they made in Dead Island, because, you know, no one's calling Dead Island an amazing game, but I think as kind of the first title in, um, in uh, of its kind by Techland, that they put forth an idea and it, looked, and it looked good, and, you know, they haven't had, maybe say, the history that Ubisoft has created for itself over the past year. It was more like, it was more like Assassin's Creed 1, or like Saints Row 2. Like, oh, this title has potential, maybe the next one they do will be better. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. Um, the the comparisons to Dead Island are, are there for obvious reasons. Um, this game feels a lot more... So Dead Island, in my opinion, was a not very good game that was, that became pretty good if you played it with friends. Um, it, was, it was definitely geared towards multiplayer. Uh, this game feels very much like the opposite, where it really is kind of intended to be a single-player, um, narrative-driven experience. But I could totally be wrong, and it, it could absolutely change. But as of this moment, like it's kind of like Far Cry 4, where the co-op's there, but like it's not even unlocked at the start of the game. You have to get a certain like distance in before you can even turn it on. Well, maybe I'll rub it and we could do a first look together. Yeah, we could we could try it, see what happens. Kill some um, kill some zombies. 
Which is something else we didn't mention. We had the first look. We were so busy with Sonic High School that we didn't mention it. We actually never even talked about Citizens of Earth on the podcast. I don't know if there's anything left to say that we didn't really cover in that video or... No, it's certainly not going to be well, as exciting Are we talking about video games? Yeah, it, we're, it's been for a little bit now. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. Any final word on Citizens of Earth? Sucks. I mean... Nothing that you guys haven't said in the first look and the reviews. So. I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think skip it unless unless it's really obvious that it is the kind of thing that will pander to you. Um, so hopefully, words. hopefully we were able to hopefully we were able to demonstrate that. Save you fifteen dollars. Save you fifteen, or, or make you spend fifteen dollars, whichever makes you happier. So. Yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think it was that bad. You're like you're talking now, like it was the end of the world playing that. Didn't game. you quit playing it after like four minutes? <laughs> that's because I really wanted to get back to Hatsune Miku, and I had to uninstall her to play that game. Well, that should pretty much uh, that should pretty much settle it right there. Jade. You'd rather replay a game for girls than play more than ten minutes of fucking Miku Citizens Miku is Earth. my friend, and we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Citizen of Earth is a flashing pan. For what me and Miku have built. I mean, I think I the, at least at least at least I'm not talking about having sex with her in front of you guys. Oh, I think man. the biggest problem that they had is resurrected from my grave. Didn't handle the fucking characters correctly. Like I think if you had taken more time to uh, maybe make sure that the characters were more balanced and you had more reasons to switch out characters. Well, I think I, I, I think that was what, you know, Jarrett was kind of saying on the on the let's play there that, um, mm-hmm. you know, he was he's he was wishing they just did some more things with the characterization. And I, I guess on that note, because earlier today, I just pulled basically everything in my Japanese RPG collection um, from the 1990s till this point. And you know, there's some there's some gems in there like like Suikoden and Kona Cross, and I think I think a game like Suikoden, which since Citizen, Citizens of Earth is first of all a very kind of derivative title, right? It's derivative of Earthbound, it's derivative of Suikoden, mm. and I think so, a game like Suikoden, you know, it's 100, 108 recruitable characters with whatever other additional bad guys and heroes and all this kind of stuff that they have. But it feels like they really take their time with each characterization. Like every character has their own personality, and you get to know them, and you get to like them, and your team kind of reflects that. And I think Citizens of Earth, um, since everyone's just one quick punchline, you don't really care. Yeah. And you don't really have a reason to switch because, like, well, they said, you know, if you have the mascot, your mom and your brother, then that's it. That's what you stopped. I, I think I think the one thing I don't know if you guys mentioned this um, in the video, but the one thing that really bugged me about Citizens of Earth is that you know they were so busy making sure every character had a skill that they basically took apart really basic and really kind of essential things to playing a video game to make sure those characters had those things right. So instead of an airship, you have to go to the pilot to fly around the locations. Instead of the yeah, instead that's... of just being to, able to jump into the menu. And set your difficulty. You have to go to the character or recruit the character for that to change your difficulty. And to me, that was like you know that just felt like they were stretched for, two, for ideas. So they ripped apart all the basic ingredients of a, of a video game and of especially an RPG and just put them into each character so each of them had something to do. Um, and and I would have much preferred it if maybe 
you know, every other character or every three or every four characters had a skill and, you know, a ton didn't as long as a lot of the core game was just kind of intact because that just felt a bit unnecessary to me. I And, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong here because I might just not be remembering it right, but um, talking about characterization, I think that there's little stuff that you can even do in the dialogue that makes a difference. And... Um, we, we talked about earlier uh, when we were kind of thinking about PSX RPGs, Chrono Cross is a game that does a lot of its characterization um, via dialect. So almost every character in that game has an accent that they kind of creatively uh, drop in through through the written word. And so like Kid is this like cheeky Australian uh, accent wielding uh, lady and and everybody's got that own their own unique way that they talk uh, whereas everybody in citizens of earth is is like white man like, yeah and I, I think that's important i think you know i don't know that we ever mentioned it in the podcast but i would say um why doesn't that big black cop ever call me like hun or should <laughs> I don't know, but see, that, that's the thing. I don't think we ever mentioned it on the podcast, but quite a few years ago, we all used to um, dabble with RPG Maker games and have these stupid little contests and shoot them back and forth. And stupid. I think, uh, <laughs> I, I think I think if it's one thing, yours weren't yeah, stupid, Michael. It was everyone else's. <laughs> I, I I I think if it's one thing, Chrono Cross stopped me because I did a game about some really ghetto kids. And if it's one thing that I pulled from Chrono Cross, it's, oh, that's pretty cool how they characterize the characters like that with the accents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it always worked for me. Like, I like Kid annoyed me sometimes. But I said, you know, if I'm going to do this game, I want to do something like that, where each character has not only a different personality, but a different accent. So you can get a little bit of the characterization. I think... I think a, I think a character who annoys you is an improvement over citizens. Like the, it's just yeah, yeah, so whitewashed that like citizens of Earth is. Like, and they all still annoy. I'd rather have kid bust down the door, and be like, "What do you want, mate? I'll get you!" And like, and you're like, "God, shut up! I hate you." And that's better than just everybody being the same. I I think in I think in like what. I, I, I like, think we'll, we'll take I like that we'll guy. take Sweet Quote like like Sweet Quote and since it's a much kind of bigger in um in sculpting Chrono Cross because Chrono Cross you got to do some weird things to recruit everyone like play the game twice and use the blue flame to do this and that and um but in Sweet Quote and they just kind of drizzled little things throughout the game right so first with each character introduction it wasn't something where you just walked up to them and talked to them and they're like oh hey I'm I'm this stereotype recruit me um. Each character had actually like their own little segment of story, so you got what they were about. Like I still remember, um, you had like like Meg, who was some kind of gadgeteer or whatever, and she built objects, and uh, you had to help her, you know, get back some engineer who had stolen her shit. And then you had like another family of dancers that she could, you know, get their instruments and like, oh, we just really want to perform with our troupe. So they just did little things to characterize them, and then throughout the game, they had events. Um, that only like a handful of characters could react to and they were only scripted for a handful of characters, but it made it feel like whichever character you chose to take along on that mission really had like a lot of personality. So, um, Necklord, Necklord is this big vampire boss that you can fight, um, somewhere halfway, maybe a third of the, uh, two thirds of the way through. So two, right. 
And yeah, he's in he's in one as well. And you can take a group of characters, and the game introduces you. So here are the the three, four, five most essential characters to this quest. But you don't have to use all of them in the final battle with Necklord. If you do use them all in the final battle, then each of them is going to have their own little unique piece of dialogue that really makes them feel like they're part of the struggle. So you know, Sweetcoden, I think, if you're going to copy that format of having all these characters, I think, you know, they just did a lot of really small but great things throughout the game that made each one of the 108 stars feel like their own living, breathing character, and not just like, oh, I need to go get this guy so I can reset my difficulty level to what I want. In Citizens of Earth, your brother wears a hat. (laughs) I used the Chrono Cross comparison just because the rosters are similar in size. Like, I want to say Chrono Cross is like 52 people. And um, I mean, that's even more manageable than Suicoden. And they, and they did a really great job of giving each character like some flavor and, and making them feel unique. It helps that with their art style, they were able to, you know, I, I mean, one character is a giant walking, talking mushroom. So, I mean, that, that it, I guess that helps too to set well, them I apart. It- like, I, I would never mistake him for, for Surge. But uh, on but the then other hand, across, like, like- Chrono Cross did the same thing. Chrono Cross, they had like their own unique. I mean, like like hell, like some of the people that you can recruit are the Vipers that you fight as bosses throughout the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that sets them apart. Which also coincidentally was my favorite party, um, except for wait, oh yeah, I fucked up. So and this is this is such a specific detail, but I um. there's two paths you can go down in that game that kind of take you down two different avenues that determines a lot of who you can recruit and who you can't. And I missed the path that gets you Glenn, who, if you recruit Glenn, who's kind of supposed to be like an ancestor or distant relative to Frog, um, if you recruit him, he gives you like a double tech right off the bat, like in the very beginning of the game almost. Yeah. And I fucking missed him. I didn't miss him. I got him the first time. Sucked. Don't always gonna miss a guy named Glenn. Um, I think I'm, I'm wondering. I think in, in Chrono Cross, my final party ended up being um, the pirate guy and the Nori agent who used a gun. And they, I don't think they were the most optimized party, but I really like that guy's hairstyle. The agent, the special agent. <laughs> oh, oh, I know, I know who you're talking about. Uh, the blonde guy, right? Yeah, yeah, him. I, Norris was his name. Norris? Norris. Yeah, I think it was like no. I, oh, okay. I think he. I don't yeah, remember. yeah, it was Norris. It was Norris. You're right. That was his name. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember my my last party, dude. No, that dude was that dude was pretty badass. Um, well, it was that? it was Kid and Link and Links for the longest, right? But uh, I don't know. Something, was, about, something about here. There was this big guy, this like big executioner looking guy. I remember using him a lot. Um, I can tell you who my least favorite character is. It was that dude who lives on like the island, the little the little shithead kid. I don't remember his name. It's like Vorcha or something. I hate that I, guy. I I think you know I I forget who he was. He's has some relationship to the pirate. Um, he's like a rock musician or something. He was actually my least favorite character. <laughs> I thought his song was so stupid. It's like I just really <laughs> want to play this song, and you have to have him play it. Oh, God. <laughs> um let's here let's let's do a let's do a weird poll because i think that this says a lot about like you as a person when you answer this question everybody on here um final fantasy 7 your main party who is it final fantasy 7 final fantasy 7 your main party three people who were they 
Mine was Cloud, Barrett, and Sid. Cloud, Barrett, and Sid. All right. What about you, Lucio? I think it was Cloud, Barrett, and Tifa, actually. Ah, that's pretty good, too. Doug? I usually did Cloud, Barrett, Sid, or Red. I kind of switched between them. Oh, Red 13. Yeah, that's right. And, and Michael, did you even play that? Was that something that you... Uh, Mr. T and the doggy. <laughs> Mr. T and the doggy. <laughs> sure. So, sure. so, so Barrett, and, Barrett and Red. So everyone use everyone use Barrett. Of course. I didn't use, Barrett. use Barrett. Oh, you didn't use him. Who'd you use? <laughs> Are you ready? This yeah. Is, I didn't use anybody that any of you mentioned. Um, Yuffie and Keith. <laughs> I used uh, I used Vincent Valentine. Oh God! Of course, because he's a badass motherfucker. And uh, and now he spends the whole fucking game crying. And I used Kate Sith. Oh God! <laughs> I liked him. <laughs> I probably would have used Vincent, but I always got him way too late in the game, and I was already pretty far along with the other characters. So I was like, "Sorry, fuck I, you." I remember, I remember getting Vincent and Yuffie kind of early, but I still didn't use them. I was okay. So can everyone agree that having Eris forced into your party and then losing her was the worst thing ever? I kind of needed that uh, the healer, but yeah. I, I knew that it was coming, and I also didn't really like her as a character, so it didn't... It Wait, wasn't, did something bad happen I couldn't, I couldn't pass the fucking temple where she died, so I had to go out, and I had to like power level with her forever, and raise her up, and then you know I take her through the so temple, and then she dies. I'm like, Jesus, that's, <laughs> that like, sucks. She was my main healer, so that, that kind of hurt. Oh man! And then the best part is like other RPGs kept trying to riff off that because it was so huge and like made all these waves. So but was huge. What the fuck are you talking about? Like Final <laughs> Fantasy IV, you lose like the entire party. Like yeah, but no one played. No one played four. No one. No one cared. Well, well Aris, first of all, four. Four, you lost. What your about Final Fantasy VI? Ridiculous levels. Like fucking four general. Has, four has like four has like the most ridiculously high body count of any Final Fantasy. God, I hate. I I just want to use Kane. Just let me use Kane. Two fucking twins is like turned to stone, and the old man dies, and Rydia drowns, but then doesn't. It's like what the fuck, dude. Don't that game, Everybody died in that I, game. So, Chad, what are you saying? Everyone tried to replicate it. Well, I remember, like, I remember, like, Legend of Dragoon does something really similar, where you level up this guy, and then, like, at the end of disc one, he dies, and um, it just it just became like a trend it's, almost it's to kinda, waste my fucking like a, time. <laughs> it's like a regular practice because even up to I think the last one I played like that was Xenoblade. Who, Where, who dies in Xenoblade? Um, they don't. She doesn't die, but you know, she's removed to your party over some ridiculous events and uh, the blonde girl. I I don't remember. It's been too long. The blonde. Uh, you remember Lucio? Who I'm talking about? For what game? She Xenoblade. Oh uh, yeah, fairy, fairy. Yeah, and I think I think so. Yeah, she was Fiora? in your party. You get Fiora. She comes back. Armor for her. And then, she, yeah, she does come back. She comes back later on. But they they pull they try to pull the same thing. Uh, Zeno Saga is very back and forth. About, oh, Zeno Gears. Zeno Gears did did something very similar. Similar, and that time it really pissed me off because I actually like this character. Who um, who goes in Zeno Gears? It's Ellie. They, she doesn't yeah. die, but they take her out of your party for good. Mm-hmm. And like all, know, all the way to the end of the game. Yeah, Ellie's I, gone. I thought you got her back. No, you never get her back. You, I mean, you get her back, but it's like part of the ending. <laughs> it's like, you know, half of the game is is, is rescue. Oh, and I'm sorry for anyone I'm spoiling this for. I know 
I know Luciano oh. plays, you know, Gears. Oh, dude, you, <laughs> you, you, you had your chance if you didn't so, know that. I, yeah, I but, so, what are you talking about, dude? First of all, first of all, Ellie is... I finished a, Gears. Oh, you did? Then yeah. who didn't play it? Then I don't know. I'm sure I, Mike... Uh, oh, wait, Michael? Xenogears? Oh, I played that to the end. That was a classic. Doug, what about you? I played it. I don't think I beat it, but I played it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, Ellie was... I, I thought she was a great character. I loved her character animations. Um, you know, her weird little German language that she spoke. And I, I remember seeing a really powerful artifact from this town that you can get that boosts Ellie's magic. I remember playing the game, and I remember grinding and doing everything I could to get money so I could buy this little thing because uh, the town blew up, and I found this out the hard way. So I had to, you know, load an earlier save before this town blows up, and I, I get I get her this thing. So I get it for her, I equip it on her, and I'm playing the game, playing the game, and then I lose her from my party, and I lose the artifact with her, so I have to go back again, and I have to reload the game again and take it off her before I lose her so that I can give it to um, Esmeralda instead. Um, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I thought actually El losing Ellie, even though she doesn't die, was more tragic to me than losing Eris. Yeah, don't, don't you hate it when like characters leave their party and they take their shit with <laughs> and them? They take their shit with them. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave you my best armor, you fucking asshole. Let's give that back. Bioware yeah. loves to do this in like the the games oh like lo like losing your sister in dragon age 2 why why yeah. <laughs> they saddled you with fucking it, it was just like this arbitrary thing where they're like i don't feel like riding for this chick anymore let's yeah take, let's just take her out she was supposed to die in the deep rose but you uh didn't bring her along so now we're gonna take her anyway you didn't let her get killed so i guess we'll just have to make her leave yeah <laughs> That's what you get for uh, looking ahead. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'm surprised that anybody had a Xenogears party other than Saiten and Bart. Are you kidding? I, I, well, Saiten, once he gets the sword, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, that sword. But no, Ellie and Esmeralda, if you, if you, especially if you find that trinket I'm talking about, I forget what it does. Um, exactly. It's, I, it either costs, cuts their magic cost in half or boosts their magic, like, like, stupendously. And, you know, you're just toasting entire parties with their magic just to the rest of the game. So Ellie and Esmeralda were definitely always my mainstays. What am I even talking about? Everybody knows that Choo Choo is the best character. I, I was just about to say, God. I forgot that was a character in the game. And it doesn't have a gear, it just grows. It's, it's bigger. So let me let me ask this. For the for the Ramses and the Yang fight, right? Back to back, when you go up against your gears. Oh, yeah. And you have to conserve gas. Oh, that was I, a bitch. Like, I, I, I was stuck on that forever, and I thought that maybe if I took Choo Choo in, since she doesn't use gas, I would be great. And uh, <laughs> that know, sounds like died. a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a mistake. It was a huge mistake. She just died in one hit. <laughs> that was that. I couldn't resurrect her or anything because she's not a gear. So there's nothing I could do about it. She just died. And I had a dead slot in my party and got slaughtered. God, that battle, that battle was a bitch, man. Yeah. I, I remember uh, I never finished Xenogears, but I got to the I got to the first dungeon on the second disc, I think, which I guess is really close to the end of the game. Like uh, that's one of those games where most yeah. of the contents on disc one yeah, and then just disc one, just the last two, little so. bit is disc two. So I was uh, it was funny as I was saying this earlier, but Xenogears, I think we can safely say that's an unfinished game, right? Because 
the second disc is really just people talking and then just rushing you through dungeons. Um, Xenogears as an unfinished game is still better than a lot of JRPGs that we've seen in like the last five years. I really liked Xenoblade, but I kind of worked my way into a corner where I'm in this area before this really tough boss. And I didn't grind because I didn't feel like it, so... <laughs> There's the variant sure, lies sure the problem. Back. That's our that's our challenge. Like I, I and I don't really know how you fix it, but like I just I don't want to grind in a game anymore. I didn't even want to back then. Like I always got mm-hmm. into trouble in Final Fantasies because I would run away from battles. And what I've learned is like never run what? away from anything. But I would yeah, just, just be like, oh, fight everything. I would just be like, I don't feel like doing this, and so I just hold down the triggers all the time when I hit combat and just run. Um, Final Fantasy is actually not that bad because you can break them fairly easily, but like Xenoblade is all about the fucking buffs, and if you don't have them to a point where they need to be, then the game becomes pretty much impossible. Xenoblade is kind of an odd duck because Xenoblade, I feel like, they made an offline MMO when they made that game. I agree. Yeah, Um, they they did it. It feels a lot like that. And that's part of the problem is a lot of the quests are like... Bullshit, like <laughs> yeah, fetch quests, so, quest. and so, so I ignore them. And th- I really like the main game itself, like the whole story thing. Uh, and I really like the the world that they build, you know, yeah. the two things. But you know, like I said, I got to a point, and I think I I was already in trouble, and I kind of started seeing it coming. But uh, yeah, I, it the the tipping point happened in an area where I'm not sure I can get out of. <laughs> Think, so, thinking about yeah. Xenoblade, here's here's a question. Who's planning on picking up a new 3DS? Anybody? Or is no one interested in that? No, not really. I am I am looking forward to the uh Xenoblade uh X, whatever. Oh yeah, X. That's coming out. Oh, on the on the Wii U. Yeah. Yeah, that'll definitely Xeno's Zeno's a game with a weird troubled history. Because I have Xeno, I have um I have Xenosaga as well, and it, even Xenogears. Xenosaga is the one that I never finished, Jay. Okay, so so Xenosaga, um, I just, it had a really kind of weird production. It's like Xenogears did too. Xenogears, I think, when you end the game, they tell you that it's actually episode five, right? And you don't see all the content of the prior episodes in Xenogears, so it, you figure, oh, there's other chapters planned. Um, so I think Square basically gutted their team even while it was in production or they came on to crunch time or something and then they decided they didn't want them anymore um so the xeno team went off and they went and joined uh monolith soft not to be confused with monolith that made shadows of mordor and then you know xeno saga was supposed to be it right and xeno saga was supposed to be like okay this is the true xeno gear story we can't use any of the names because we lost that trademark but we're going to tell it how it really is uh xeno saga comes out and it's promising it's um you know, it's got an interesting combat system. The the kind of chibi anime characters are a little off-putting at first, but they look a bit, lot better in motion. And, um, you know, you're playing it, you're like, okay, I want to see where this goes. And the Monolith does the same exact thing. Monolith is like, okay, most of you are fired. Get out of here. <laughs> We're going to do the sequel, and the sequel is not going to be about any of that shit. It's going to be about the, boy, the little boy character that you introduce, because people like boys better. They introduce part two, and it's just like awful to play. I like make like somehow make it through all of this game, and two doesn't do well either. So they're like, okay, so now we want your, that team back. So you guys come back now, and you finish telling the story you want to tell. 
Um, and then we get three, which is some middle ground between one and two. It's like not as good as one, but it's not as bad as two. Um, there was a and guy. Then it seems like, is, is Saiten in Xenosaga 3? There's like a dude who looks just no, like him. Yeah, it's this guy named Jin. Because again, what they had to do is they couldn't use a lot of those names because you know Square has them all trademarked. Something that um, pissed me off was I uh, was in a saga. So I was playing the first one, and like there were these BIOS. It was one of the first games to use that system. And you know, I was hearing this like, "Oh, this character you won't meet until chapter four. And what they talked about because I think they were planning to do like six games. For yeah, 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 it was, was yeah. going to be six. That was so crazy. And then like you know, they we're like, "Well, you won't meet this character until game four. And you're like, "Why the fuck am I?" You bothering well, me. if you if you played if you played three, they really rushed through the characters, and a lot of and a lot of them look a lot like the Xeno Gears characters because you have you have like two kids that look a lot like Faye and Ellie. You have yeah. Jin, no, basically. There's definitely uh, very strong hints that you know it's related to yeah. uh, both Xeno Blade and Xeno uh, Saga and Xeno Gears. My um, my favorite one was a boss fight that was quite. That was basically teenage Maria from, um, you know, Xeno Gears. She comes in flying on something that's a lot like her gear, and you have to fight them both. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is so obviously Xeno Gears. It's hilarious <laughs> to me. I forgot um, that one of the characters from Xeno Gears was Blanca. Oh, <laughs> yeah, R- yeah, Rico. 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 Um, I don't know. It's a shame because I thought, I actually thought the Xeno lore in general was very uh, interesting. And they just never got to tell it right. I thought it was. Yeah. I, I liked it too. You were one of the few people who didn't you own Perfect Works? No, I never owned Perfect Works. I just I got a download of it. Ah, okay. I thought I thought I knew somebody who had a physical copy of it. I wish I had a physical copy of it. I wonder how how much that shit costs right now. <laughs> Probably a lot. Let's see, Perfect Works. Ah, it's not bad. Fifty eight dollars on Amazon. Not really. Yeah, huh, I may pick it up after all. Yeah, all right. You could have it today. That's a paperback, though. I don't know if the original was hardcover or not. I think it was always paperback. Looking at my game, so we, you said I'm look. I'm, I still have my uh, PlayStation collection out because I couldn't be bothered to put it back. Um, I like what you told me earlier. The only one I didn't beat from it was Saga Frontier Two. I think you said no one's beaten that game. So who's played it? I I played uh, both one and two and didn't beat either because I think I think they're both excellent examples of like if you took everything that's uh, that could like turn you off about a JRPG and then stuck them all in one game like that's Saga Frontier. Really, you think so? I think I think they're both incredibly off-putting games. Um, I, two, I two more than one. I think two is way more off-putting than one. I you know my problem with two is I started playing it and you get really invested. I especially got invested in like the young prince's storyline. I guess I guess his storyline was he didn't have any magic, and that's never happened before in his country. You know, their 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 patriarch has always been able to use magic, and he does this a bunch of crazy shit to solidify his power, like hire assassins and ninjas, and then all of a sudden his story just ends, and you have to play as someone else. <laughs> I'm like, yep. I don't want to play as this new guy. I want to play as this other guy that was really cool. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> So thinking of these old Japanese RPGs, I think you kind of mentioned it earlier today where um, you were saying, like, I don't know if I'd have the patience or or the fortitude to, like, play these today. Um, do, you, do you think they hold up at all? Or, like, do you think that you just... What, what, what got bad? Did JRPGs get bad or did you just not have time for them anymore? I think it's a mix of both. And I think, mm. you know, the perfect example... 
I, I, you know, I, I, you have to take into account overall that. mediocre and it, they can't be mediocre anymore. If they want to hold your time like that. I, I was, I was mentioning today a game called tales of the abyss and, um, you know, part of the long tales game. I actually love the tales games. And even today I haven't had time to really play tales of Zelia Like I wanted to. And Tales of the Abyss, like, I 100% believe that that game came out during the Golden Age when all these other PlayStation or games game. Then it would be, like, one of the instant classics because that one had a really interesting protagonist. It had a really likable party. It had, like, a great set of villains. Like, I, I think they're some of the best villains I've ever seen in a video game uh, called the Six God Generals. And each of them had a background that was directly tied to one of your party members. So each fight with each of the God Generals was kind of highly... Um, investing highly emotional. It's almost it's almost the opposite of Citizens of Earth because you're really interested in what was going to happen. Every and every, every single character, even the bad guys. Um, and I think what Tales of the Abyss did that was especially brilliant is if you matched up the right party member to the right god general during their boss fight, then they would have a back and forth dialogue about you know how much of a fuck up the other one was. And my favorite moment is there t- these uh, two little girls, right, Anise and uh, and Ariadna in uh you know one's a god general one's in your party and they were both up for the position of bodyguard or some papal like figure and they both and they don't get it right and the game remembers they're 12 year old girls so if you have them fighting in the battle together it just evolves into oh you're stupid no you're stupid you know and it's like it's it's very entertaining and it's some nice characterization um but that's like an example of a jrpg that i played later on in life and uh it just kind of really grabbed me off the bat so i wanted to play it and wanted to see where it went Whereas opposed to some other things do a pretty kind of typical uh, story about, oh, the crystals, go and save the crystals, because crystals are important, and I just don't give a shit. <laughs> the... I think old RPGs hold up a lot better with emulators and the speed-up function. Yeah. You kind of get rid of a lot of bullshit. Yeah, that's um, true. I found that there's been a lot of really good RPGs that have been released, but I think they get kind of uh, eclipsed by a lot of the modern RPGs that are just kind of filled with just these design conventions that are more designed to, like, stretch the game out rather than actually provide content. Mm. And I'm sure you felt it too, but, you know, like, for example, I got Dark Cloud 2 when it came out for the PS2. God, God. that game (laughs) pissed me off so much. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. There's a ton of those. Um, that, well, you dark, know, dark Cloud is, too, is the exact reason I don't touch anything by level 5. And, um, you know, but there's been a lot of really good ones, so like, you know, The World in With You and Three um, in Historia. Um, Man, you know, I, wanted, I wanted White Knight Chronicles so bad. I remember being so stoked for that and thinking that, like, it just looked incredible and and it came out and it's so bad. Like, it's... But you know, I think, but, uh, I think another part of let me finish. Another part of what I think changed a lot too is that before I used to have a lot of time and little money, and now yeah. a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we all had that a lot of time and a lot of money. I definitely I was able to my 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 PlayStation collection is just so big because I'd always be on the hunt for them, and it was we lived in a time where it was very rare to see them. Um, so I was like, I'd do anything I, I had to, to get them. And I was like, my parents needed me to do extra chores to get them. But most of my PlayStation 2 collection is just because I had a really boring job at the time that paid me a lot of money, and I had nothing better to do with it but buy these games. Um, 
So I, 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 you know, I, you mentioned The World Ends With You, and I thought that was one of the really great recent ones I played, but that was something else that was, like, new and fresh, and it was combat you hadn't really seen before, and it was a story you hadn't seen before. And uh, I think really the same story, was... Yeah. It's, it had a really good story. I, 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 you know, Persona 3 was another game. Like, it's Persona 3 is not like Persona 2. Um, it wasn't like anything else at, at the time, and that's why I wasn't able to finish Persona 4, because Persona 4 came maybe a year, you know, year and a half, whatever, after 3. And 4 was so much like 3 that I just couldn't do it again. I couldn't do it twice in a row. Um, and I think that's just how I feel about everything. Like, if it's going to be... It's kind of going to be fresh and interesting, like 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 thinking of the of the of the golden of the golden age, right? Of the PSX era, I think it was rare to really see two RPGs in general that were really the same. Like everything we mentioned, like Chrono Cross was very different from Xenogears. Xenogears was very different from Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve was very different from Saga Frontier too. Saga Frontier was very different from Sepulden. So I think you had a bunch of you know fresh takes in this one genre. Um, you know, there was Front Mission as well. Um, you know, and everything everything was different. Everything felt different, and and it wasn't this tired, stale thing where everyone was just kind of copying the same ideas and putting them out over and over again. And I, I think, feel like I think that's, that's what true. happened. I think that's that's actually pretty insightful to to just think about. Like you you would buy a JRPG back then, and you didn't really know what you were gonna get. But if I buy one right now, I know exactly. Right. <laughs> I know exactly well, what's coming. But to my point about, it, for example, reading stories like. The mechanics of it aren't really new, but just the story is told well, and it doesn't do a lot of the bullshit that a lot of the modern RPGs do. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I think that's what so you know, Bravely Default had going for it because Bravely Default wasn't, but again, it was kind of the yeah, the same yeah thing I guess it wasn't Bravely fresh Default, enough, you know. Bravely Default doesn't really have anything that's I think you know revolutionary about its gameplay. It's just you know, done well, and it cuts down in a lot of the bullshit. And that's really all you need. Just a good story, decent characters, good world building, and just, you know, make sure mechanics cut down on all the bullshit that modern RPG seems to have. Yeah. 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 yeah all right. That's well, true. Let us, all, let us all tip our hats and, uh, and mourn our good friend, the JRPG. <laughs> um you were you were so young and so beautiful, and we'll see you soon in Final Fantasy Type <laughs> Type Blood Type Zero. Final Fantasy Blood Type Zero, and then Final Fantasy Fifteen, and then Bravely mm. Second, and, and Xenoblade Chronicles X, and X, X and, and and Dragon Quest, whatever the fuck the Dragon Quest. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not us, playing there. I'm not reviewing their own quest. Those games take forever. Let Those us are... not forget Kingdom Hearts Three. Oh, oh yeah, right. I, you're you're not going to see that one. Oh, it's coming. I uh, to the PlayStation Four. So let me. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this about Kingdom Hearts Two. It has the best first two hours of a video game I've ever played. Oh followed my God. by followed by the worst sixteen hours. The after. fuck are you talking about? Did you play two? Yeah, and it's miserable. I, the, I said the. I said the. I said the worst fifteen hours after it. Right. I no. I understand what you said, and you're no, wrong. But, you don't. You didn't like that. You don't like the opening at all. You didn't like Roxas and Nominee. Why would you like being Roxas and wandering around like doing chores? Roxas. Roxas was a cool guy. Roxas I, was a cool guy. I thought you know the story with Nominee was very touching. Uh, I thought it was fucked up, which was nice too to have something kind of like that. All, um, all I know is that that game got a lot better when like Mickey Mouse showed up and was like. Rawr, 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 
Hearts are you, are you kidding? That, after Mickey Mouse shows up, that's when, like, they basically Kingdom Hearts introduces everything about its premise in the first two hours, and then it keeps repeating itself over and over again. Like, I put together the entire story of the game in that in that introduction. Why did and, you Why did you even buy a Kingdom Hearts game if you thought it was bad when the Disney shit started happening? Like, I because the first one handled the <laughs> Disney shit great. The first one was a good game. And, you know, I, I believe it was a good the whole way through the first one. And I, everyone doubted it. Everyone's like, you know, this isn't going to be good because Disney characters. The Disney characters were the best part of Kingdom Hearts for the first one. And then, you know, Kingdom Hearts got worse and worse the less they, they used the Disney characters and the more they used their own original characters, Do Not Steal. The more it became a fan fiction, the worse that game got. I can't wait until we have uh, Anakin Skywalker and Wolverine in the party. That's going to be yeah. awesome. God, <laughs> I, I think uh, I, I don't even remember which of you groaned or said it, but whoever said it's right, that game's not going to exist. Like, I just don't see a scenario where it actually happens. But it's it's fun to imagine. What a fun thing to imagine! And even I, if it, even know, if it does, have... even if it does, that series so deep and so off the rails at this point. Like, you're not going to have I, any idea what's going I on. I, I I once saw a chart. That broke down all the characters, and the chart was like the most confusing thing I've ever seen. I just can't, you know. I I, I thought one was a good game. I liked the first two hours too. I think you're wrong. I think after that, the game just got boring and flat and stale. And then after that, it ju- it's just not worth playing anything else in the Kingdom Hearts series. I got to the third stage and I quit Kingdom Hearts. So. What That's... the first game? Yeah. It was with Disney childhood memories. How about this? How about this? You didn't do anything for me. Would the Kingdom Hearts series be fixed with Frozen World? Can I sing Let It Go? Let It Go. <laughs> oh. I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. Like, I don't hate it with a passion or anything. It's just like, okay. Uh, how about how about this? How, how do people feel about the Parasite Eve series? And that decline. I think that's one of the. I think that's like yeah, one of the most. I, I think that, I think that hurts more than. Kingdom I think that was like one of the most indicated decline of like JRPGs. I really liked Parasite Eve, and like, Parasite Eve Two was okay, but then like. Yeah, and then you, you get know. Third Birthday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just an even third game. Parasite Eve. Oh yeah, yeah, it's called Third Birthday. It's only it's, it's only on like mobile though. It, no, oh, I have a, I have a I have a copy right here for the what's uh, sports for the PSP. Mm-hmm. It's like the worst thing. Like if. If you if you loved Ayabrea as a character, if you thought they did a really good job of crafting a believable New York City detective, of crafting a, a strong female character, then you are going to utterly hate the third birthday because when the you damage your um, your clothes fall off, your your clothes fall off. But you're a whiny child mm. that doesn't know anything about combat in third birthday. You're still Aya, by the way, um, and you're still like super powerful and shit. But, yeah. I think uh, I think for me that indicated the 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 decline because I think for me, at least for SquareSoft, because Square, out of the blue, decided that every uh, female character they had to do had to be like weak and useless, and they took a character that was already established. They took a character like Aya, um, who's already had two games and already had a history, and they decided that she needed to be weak and useless. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's not what I signed up for. Also, if you finish the game like 50 times, you get the shower scene. Oh, really? I think you just sold it to Michael. <laughs> I mean, no, but you have the to shower scene two was pretty good. Yeah, the shower yeah. scene two was great. And then it goes straight I stopped into a playing after that. 
I remember uh, I remember like renting that game as a kid and like making sure to play it really late when I knew my parents were asleep and <laughs> just hoping that, that that old shower scene had come on. I had well, so little in. back then. Yeah, well, the shower scene blew our minds because you had here, here's this fully rendered female body. Yep. Uh, <laughs> nothing like it at the time. All you see and, are like shoulders. Yeah. That was still hot. a lot more than I could give it, readily it, at the time. It was still hot. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. I think that I think that that probably brings us to a good stopping point here. Um, after everything that we've experienced tonight, I'm glad we were able to recover and at least talk a little bit about. <laughs> Something normal, something good in the world. Well, um, everyone definitely woke up when we started talking about JRPGs because I think people were still reeling during Dying Light and Citizens of Earth. Yeah, and I mean, I, the other thing is I don't have that much to say about Dying Light yet. Like, we'll we'll see next week. I'll be able to give some better I, impressions. I, I, I played so. like 10 minutes of Green Fandango and it definitely looks like Green Fandango, but I need more time to give a verdict. It seems to me like you guys don't really... Um, I mean, nobody seems that interested in Dying Light either. So I, I am interested. Well, then, then. Oh boy, another zombie game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, I was. I was also hey, I thinking. Did a, I, did a, I did a zombie TV series, so all right, I still have some love there. When I very first kicked it off, I was thinking to myself, I was like, "Shit, the main character is Troy Baker." Because uh, it sounds like him, but it's not. It's actually Roger Craig Smith who played Ezio Auditori. Oh, so. nice! And oh after, yeah, that's what I played. I played Assassin's Creed Rogue. And, after you um, kill, uh, after you kill a zombie, like he it. says, he says, "That's <laughs> a spicy meatball." I'm nice. playing first light, and I do like it. All right. Well, we'll talk more about it next week. Then, if you're uh, if you're just joining us, this was the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number sixty-three. Um, I don't know how long the runtime was, but I hope you were able to make it through that. Okay. <laughs> We're sorry. There will be no Sonic on the we next. We promise that's the last. That's the last of Sonic forever. Um, we will be back next week with something hopefully a slightly more wholesome than this. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention Artanelico, which is the JRPG about butt sex. Okay, and anyway, if you <laughs> if you want to follow us on Facebook or Twitter, we're at the Enemy Slime on both those services. Go check out our websites, enemyslime.com. Um, and with that, I think we're out. I should, I'm, I'm 100% serious. I should you tell recruit, you... You recruit these women named Revitales, and all they can talk about is how they want the main protagonist inside them to boost their magic. You can look this up. Okay, I'll... He's, I'll, not, he's not kidding. I'll, I don't <laughs> he's know... He's not kidding. I don't know why you think I would be, like, skeptical at this point. shit. <laughs> Anything can be real. I learned that today. Yep. <laughs> anyway, I would say that you could write us an email, but you really just shouldn't. Thank you. We're, we're out. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>